welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And if you are anything like Elio and I are right now, we are confused as all hell. Um, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's my exact reaction. I believe you said right before we went on the air, you said, I know I'm Canadian, but here in this country, we don't do things ass backwards. Well, apparently here in the U.S. and in the WWE, because they do do things ass backwards, um, because let me tell you, after that Firefly Funhouse match. Are you I sure it was a match? I didn't see, I didn't see a fucking match. Um, <laughs> I, I, I saw a clusterfuck on ice. I, I, th- I thought someone was mixing a pina colada or some what? kind of alcohol. What? Or what? Something. I mean, what the fuck was that? Um, okay. So, yeah, we're, we're going a little bit haywire to start the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> This is gonna be a sh- this this will be a short show because all we're doing is uh, reviewing this monstrosity. I'm 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 like literally confused as, as I've ever been as a professional wrestling fan. <laughs> yep. And you know I I came in here um, before night two went on the air. I had a strategy for this podcast. I was gonna be analytical. Versus and not emotional about things, um, and I'm still gonna try to do that, man. But I am, um, I am dumbfounded to the to the level where I'm like, I'm shell shocked. I don't know what to say. Um, so the best that I can do for you, ladies and gentlemen, is try to, um, you know, uh, back it down a notch and, and just try to introduce you to. Uh, what our plan is for the evening. Um, I know we came off of uh, night two of WrestleMania just went off the air a few minutes ago. Um, But the plan is to start with um, night one and then proceed to night two and to go in order so my Canadian co-host doesn't get himself backwards again. Into an, <laughs> into, into, into an anatomical impossibility. Um, but, now, hold, um, hold, hold on, I have a question for you. Yeah. About, about uh, the show, do you prefer two nights or one night? One. I know, right? One night is like four hours, that's all we need. Yeah, but they, they but see, they don't do um, four hour WrestleMania's anymore. I mean, even. Even if the outbreak was not a consideration or a concern for this, um, yeah, they don't they don't do four hour blocks anymore. You know, for the last no, they do eight hours. Yeah, for the last set of, for the last several um, years, uh, they've done like eight hour blocks, and which, um, which is equivalent to a to a flight from Toronto to Italy. And which is equivalent to to um to Ben Pierce, aka the man that always pierces barriers, um, aka me, um, taking a fucking nap. 
Um, <laughs> are, you, are you sure you were, you were watching the show? Maybe you were taking a fucking nap during this travesty. I don't know, man, but um, you know, it, it, it was interesting because I've been um, I've been struggling uh, in the last couple of days because of this of this quarantine. I'm now in. I know. Uh, I'm. I'm now in like legitimate stir crazy i'm gonna go bad shit mode i believe if i'm not mistaken the last uh the last day i was out of the house uh in any capacity whatsoever was um was march 13th oh mine was march 11th yes and um and it's just becoming an absolute uh Hell on earth for me. Um, and, and can I just say, yeah. So all of a sudden, any if any time a celebrity dies, it's uh, because they had coronavirus. Because that's all I see on Facebook or well, on you know, any time a celebrity dies, oh, they died. That's the the result. Well, and I I hope that um for the. I hope for the uh, celebrities' sake that um, in most cases they're wrong. I know, I know some of them have legitimately died from uh, the coronavirus. Um, I know uh, some of them have, but um, you know this this whole thing is just turning into an absolute uh, nightmare. And I, I, look, I don't mean to like minimize what's going on right now because absolutely not. In the U.S. alone, um, there's been like 9,000 deaths related to this thing because a lot of people just are not adhering to the stay-at-home order. So I'm not, I'm not messing with that. Um, and plus, you know, considering uh, my mom's recent uh health concerns she is extra vulnerable to uh what's going on right now and to be honest with you i might be a little bit extra vulnerable myself because of being in a wheelchair and and kind of uh by nature having to live a sedentary uh lifestyle um even though i go to the gym so you know uh with all that being said you know i was I was going into WrestleMania kind of dubious, as as our um, as our listeners have heard from the last several episodes. But um, you know, I really tried to go into it with a with a good attitude and, and having fun with it and understanding it was, it was going to be different and using it the, the way that I always have as an escape from whatever whatever I'm dealing with, whether whether it be disability or whether it be life and you know some of it i enjoyed certainly and and we'll get into that but uh you know uh specifically night two um was just an absolute um bombardment of bullshit and i i I don't even mean that in a joking fashion i i know i've used that um used that uh, phrase in a joking fashion before but i am I swear to God, uh, this I, I was will, a nightmare. I swear to God, I, I, w- I will repeat myself. Um, you know, I have never been this 
legitimately and honestly, not even the, I'm not even angry about it because I'm like I'm so confused <laughs> as to what I I've just witnessed. Um, you know, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna um, preface this conversation um, by saying that regardless of what I say um, after this next statement. Um, I do have a lot of appreciation for the, the talent that, um, you know, performed on both nights. I absolutely, uh, my, my hat's off to you. Um, you know, I cannot imagine how difficult it must have been to, um, perform as much as they have in the, in the last couple of weeks in front of no audience and to have to go into this so-called WrestleMania, which at this point is WrestleMania in name only, certainly not feeling or uh, presentation. I mean, it even feels weird when uh, they, they uh, win at the end or when they uh, come out and they do their whole theatrics or they get up on the top rope and do their whole like... Yeah. And uh, I, you know, um, more more power to you. But uh, I think I think especially night two really um, epitomizes the the thought that that this thing really should have been uh, postponed from uh, from the from the jump as soon as this, all these health issues uh, started popping up with, a, with the coronavirus, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, I'm sure, I'm sure you do too, but I have a lot of friends on, on both sides of the aisle with this. And, um, you know, in terms of being like ardent WWE supporters versus like, uh, you know, this company is just going to shit. Um, you know, and the thing, the thing for me, it, it as a podcaster, um, you know, I I come across as as a cynical son of a bitch sometimes. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe overly negative or whatever. And I, I've I've said this on numerous occasions. I think a lot of that is true, and it's not my intention. But the, the, the negativity comes from the fact that I honestly cannot believe that this is the same company that made me fall in love with the, the sport of professional wrestling over 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, wrestling has been such an integral part of what I do. You know, it, it's, and I'm, I'm serious, and I'll let you know, I'll let you in on a little joke that my family always said, you know, they've always said that for, for me, my interests were, was pro wrestling, Mountain Dew, and tattoos. That's, that's, that's how they've described my interest to other, to other people. Uh, you know, when they you know, they say, what's your son into? They say pro wrestling, Mountain Dew, Ringer, and uh, tattoos. Um, you know, so I I do take this very seriously, um, and it, it is certainly not my desire 
uh, to come out here and shit on what these people do um, because, you know, I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for it. Um, but, it, you know, night two just left me absolutely dumbstruck. Yep. Um, so with that being said, with the extended introduction uh, done, um, let's move right into our review of uh, night one. And we're not even going to mention uh, where it came from because we already know. And uh, yeah, by, yeah. By, the, by the way, if if we played a drinking game, uh, you know, and I, I'm I'm a straight edge guy, but if 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 uh, I believe you said you are too, mm -hmm. um, and that fact might have saved us over the last two days because. If we played a drinking game, for every time they said WWE PC or the words Performance Center, we'd be drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'd, we'd be drunker than Popeye on a cruise ship. Oh, my. Um, I just... Oh, was it too soon to make a cruise ship joke? My apologies. Um, <laughs> but, oh, my God. Okay. All right, let's get so, into part one. So Night now, one. Now that my initial emotional outburst is complete, uh, let's get into uh, night one. I do have a question. Why would they bother having a kickoff show? And two kickoff shows. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my. You know, I usually, usually, Elio, you know this. I don't do kickoff shows. Right. I didn't. I didn't do one last night. But I think you know. I figured you know what the hell. It was like six forty. We had twenty minutes left, and yeah. I was I was bored as fuck. Um. So I, I figured, what the hell. So I, I you know I turned it on. Blah, blah, blah. I actually did it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um. <sighs> I, I couldn't do it because it's pretty good. I lasted less than a minute because all you could hear and see was Pete, Peter Rosenberg and and Cor and Corey Graves in his ridiculous suit. Yeah, and they're just they're they're talking about how you know the. The five way for the women's championship is so important and historic, mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I damn near threw up in my mouth and had to turn it off. Okay, because uh, they 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 had one match on here. It's why. Uh yeah, and remind me which which match was it? It was Cesaro defeating Drew Gulak, and I feel so bad for Cesaro that it had to be in front of uh, an empty uh, arena. In an empty building. Well, that, well, no, that was night one's. Um, yeah, night one, night one. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, did you? Were you talking about night two tonight? Yeah, I was talking about tonight. Oh, oh, tonight. Um, it was uh, Liv Morgan defeating Natalia. Okay, well, automatically, who gives a fuck about that? No, <laughs> I mean, no, no disrespect to the ladies, but as we. As we've seen through this entire WrestleMania process, if you are not one of the big four women in the company, and we all know who they are, so I'm not, you know. Uh, but the thing is, if you're not one of them, 
you're fucked. And WWE has continuously and over and over again illustrated that. So, <clears throat> once again, you, you, keep, you keep me going sideways into these emotional tangents. Uh-oh. But um, <laughs> once again, let me attempt to begin the knife one breakdown. So, <clears throat> the first... A match on the main card of WrestleMania 36 was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors. I really hope this isn't the name that they that they gave this team today because I read that they called them Bliss Cross Applesauce. Ah, uh, kill me now, <laughs> right? Just you know, could you could you be the could you be a pal and slip a slip a tie pod and just not do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. But but anyway, so okay, I'm gonna start out with I'm gonna start out with the good from this. Okay, and that is that Nikki Cross mm-hmm. absolutely killed it. She had her best performance on the main roster by a long shot. See, that's the Nikki Cross I like, not this little cheerleader thing that we see on SmackDown. Yes, it was constantly, oh, my God, go Alexa, go Alexa. She's jumping up and down on on the announce table like a circus monkey. No, I can't have that. Um, you know, it, it it really makes me miss the sanity version of Nikki Cross. Yep. I don't, you know, that uh, that stable had so much potential, uh, and it was just wasted. Um, poor Eric Young and 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 poor Nikki Cross. Um, but um, so yeah, the positive was that that Nikki Cross had a really good showing. Uh, she absolutely did the heavy leg work in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but once again, uh, Alexa Bliss gets the credit and because she got the pin after uh, hitting... Um, Twisted Bliss? After hitting Twisted Bliss on Kyrie Zane, on, uh, on um, Kyrie Zane's knees, Certainly not her, not her midsection. That was kind of a botch. And there was another, there was another botch, um, like right before this, um, because as um, as Kyrie was coming down from doing her insane, insane el- excuse me, from doing her insane elbow. Yeah. Um, the 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 ref very obviously stopped the count because it would it would have been a three count had he kept counting and like uh, Ky- Kyrie wouldn't have been able to break up in time so it's like I understand that it had to be done for the match because that was the plan but like I I hate stuff like that where it, where it's so obvious. Um, the, the the negative side of it was um, you know as much as I, as much as I like uh, 
Alexa Bliss's character, and she seems like an like a really cool girl on you know on social media and everything you hear about her. Uh, you know, as a as a wrestler, I just I can't do it. I'm sorry, I I can't. She, you know, I I feel bad, you know, because I, I I real there are there are a lot of things that I like about her, but as a wrestler, she, I don't think she's that good, bro. Um, you know, and I I think once again, uh, dis, despite the fact that uh, you know Nikki Cross did the heavy lifting, and I was I was happy that Nikki Cross got a WrestleMania moment. Um, you know, I, I just I felt like once again she was overshadowed by Alexa Bliss. Um, so all in all, not a bad match. I just had trouble getting emotionally invested in it because I knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it's so predictable and I'm so to a T uh, correct in my worst assumptions, um, it kind of takes the steam out of a match for me. Um, what what did you what did you think? Yeah, uh, like like he, this was just a, it was an okay match, but uh, I already knew um, going in that uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were gonna win this one. Yeah, and then, uh, ne- next up we had Elias versus Baron Corbin. Ugh. And once again, I'm going to try yep. very hard to be diplomatic and analytical. These two guys clearly busted their ass mm-hmm. and were on their horse from the opening bell. So from that perspective, I I have to give them props because clear it, Clearly, you know, they were taking it seriously, blah, blah, blah. I, I, you can't pay me one billion dollars, you know, even even if I get a, uh, you know, a Dr. Evil impression, (laughs) uh, you know, to get myself interested in Baron Corbin or Elias. Um... One, because, uh, you know, Baron Corbin bores me as a wrestler. Right. Uh, he, yep. he might be a very effective heel. As a matter of fact, I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's re- I don't know if that's extreme heel heat or go away heat. To me, it, it crosses the boundary from time to time. Um, but um, but he- but here's the thing, right? So I. Um, I just I just can't do it with them. And Elias needed this win, so I'm glad that from that perspective that he got it. But my God, wake wake me up! You see, you see, you see, he cheated to win, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he, rolled, he grabbed the tight. The yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. And it, in that case, it was turnabout is fair play because right. Elias. Elias had just, or uh, Baron Corbin had just had his uh, feet on the ropes trying to get a oh, leverage right. yeah. So, so turnabout is fair play, and of course, of course, Baron Corbin did the crybaby heel thing. Um, you know, with what you know, yep. yelling at the rest, 
the whole time after this. Um, after, uh, after that, let me uh, just pull the match card up, make sure I get the order right. And then the third, oh, third. oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, how could I forget? How in the world could I possibly forget that? Yes, my worst nightmare came true during oh, no. the next match. Oh, no. First of all, and this was the least egregious offense of this match, if you can believe it or not, this match featuring Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler only went 8 minutes and 50 seconds. I didn't like this match. I didn't like it worth a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <right. laughs> then, you know, because you know, say what say what you want about the the work leading into the finish. At this point, I don't give a damn. Um, I know that sounds unfair, but once again, I'm gonna take the the analytical approach and tell you why this result. As much as I love Becky Lynch, and you know I have a history with Becky Lynch on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> that result was complete and utter bullshit to the nth degree. Oh. Because, um, one, it was it, the, the way she got pinned was absolute was absolute bullshit. Talking about uh, explain this. Yeah. How, how did that? How, well, okay. what happened? So, so Shayna was was choking out, uh, was choking out Becky, and at this point, I was hopping up and down like a circus monkey because I'm like, okay, they're gonna do the right thing here. Was that on the on the ropes when she was on the apron? Uh, no. Oh, they okay. were they were they were like they were right by the rope, but still. Okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, they're gonna do the right thing here, you know. Um, Becky's gonna get choked out. Great. Apparently, I was very, very wrong because um, <clears throat> because um, somehow Becky got uh, Becky got um, Shayna's shoulders on the ropes and and rolled over her in like a schoolgirl thing. Um, and uh, it, as a way of reversal, and got the pin. And I just, I, I can't believe this. And I'm, I'm going to back this up. This is not just because I'm a, I'm a fan guy. I'm, I'm going to take this from a logical perspective, okay? Now, Shayna Baszler had the, arguably, the most dominant NXT run of any woman ever with the only competition for that title being Asuka and her undefeated streak. She was like the longest champion, no? Longest NXT champion? Uh, yes. And and she had she had two two reigns. Um so her her and Asuka are are at the very top in terms of being the most dominant women in NXT. But in my in my book, um I think I think Shayna Baszler might have edged Asuka out just a little bit because of of the length of the title runs and what have you. Okay. Um, so th- that 
that being in the back of your mind, also you have to consider, um, you know, her Raw debut, um, you know, beating the shit out of, um, out of Becky. Um, you know, the, the vampire bite thing was a little bit hokey, but, it, you know, it, I guess, served its purpose. So there's that. Uh, the most condemning piece of evidence for WWE in this case is the way that she was built in Elimination Chamber. Uh, say what you want about the quality of the match, but it did what it, it did what it had to do from a storyline perspective. No other uh, combatant in the history of Elimination Chamber, either men's or women's, had, had ever single-handedly. Um, single-handedly eliminated every other competitor. That only happens in the video game. Exactly. And um, and I I wish that WWE had booked it like a video game in this case because at least then I could have made it more compelling. I, I could have booked a better show with my eyes closed, um, actually. <clears throat> and... So, so I'm, I'm like, okay, she's being booked like a beast coming out of the elimination chamber. This is what needs to happen. Uh, you know, Shane is obviously next in line. They made her, just the fact that she lost, not to mention she lost the way she did, because um, she was beating on Becky the whole time. Uh, you know, and just that hokey finish, and it's just... The, the decision was just complete, complete nonsense, and I, I hated it. Absolutely couldn't stand it. Okay, so then after my, after my digestive system recovered from, from that injustice, uh, well, how, however much you can recover in a short period of time, that is, we had... Intercontinental Championship, Sami Zayn defeating uh, Daniel Bryan in nine minutes and 30 seconds. And, you know, at its core, I think if, if, you, if you just look at this match on paper, this match was supposed to be awesome. Uh, yeah. two, two of the best, uh, two of the best in, workers in the company, uh, period. Mm-hmm. But this match didn't do it for me at all. No. Uh, was I thought completely uh, lazy and just never got out of uh, first gear for me. That absolutely sucked. Uh, the first high, the first highlight of 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 the evening for me, um, and the first time it actually started to feel like WrestleMania was. Um, in the SmackDown Tag Team Title uh, ladder match, which mm-hmm. because of uh, the circumstances ended up being a triple threat singles ladders match, uh, ladder match between uh, John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and Jimmy Uso. Now, I can't really do this match justice by um, by describing it. 
So, um, listeners are just going to have to go back and take a look at it. (laughs) Outside of the ending, which was kind of lame duck for me in in the way that, um, you know, that was executed with all three guys on, uh, you know, having their hands on the titles and then then pulling the brass thing down and then all three still having their hands on it and wrestling over it. And, um... The, the hands slipping off of it and then um, John Morrison just falling backwards and the, and the, ti- and the titles just happen to come with him. I have a um, question. Yeah. <clears throat> you see that? The, the, the Miss Morrison's new music video? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't mind me. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, do you think they're gonna start using that for their entrance theme? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Oh my god, that's terrible. Oh my, I mean, it's just, oh my god. Okay, then we had a uh, next one was Kevin Owens uh, defeating Seth Rollins in a note. Well, it was first, it was a normal match, but then uh, Rollins, uh, I believe uh, I, I missed this part. Uh, what, what happened? Because I know they turned it into a no disqualification. Okay, so it, it, start, it, started, it started out, you know, like, okay, like the, the first part of this match was okay. And then when, then when they did the DQ uh, finish, I was like, you got to be kidding me. But oh, then, okay, that's okay. But then they then they restarted it and it made sense and and so and Kevin Owens did that insane dive off the WrestleMania sign. Yep. Uh, putting Seth Rollins through the title uh, through the table. Excuse me. Um, this match redeemed itself and I actually ended up thoroughly enjoying myself with that one. Okay. Um. So. Back-to-back matches, we're starting to build up a little bit momentum here. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, oh. allow me to act as executioner oh, for Mr. Braun Strowman, uh. because this guy is just <laughs> suck a dick, as, as far as I'm concerned. Because, um, because I say that with with good reason, um, because you know we covered it in yeah a, a past podcast. Yep. This this guy absolutely took a shit all over independent wrestling, completely disrespecting it in every fashion. And then he turned that way. That was uh, before Roman Reigns pulled out of his this match, right? Right, right, and then uh, right. Yeah. And I I think there's there's more to that uh, as I as I alluded to, but but strictly talking about Braun Strowman. Right, no, no, that's where I'm going because then apparently he apologized for his comments. So. I, I guess because he knew he was told that, oh, we're going to put you in there. You're going to win. Well, I'm sure that's why he did apologize. I, I didn't read it because I don't, I don't buy it for one single second. No, but uh, no, but I was saying is I was, I read that uh, he apologized for the comments, uh, I guess, because he knew that he was going to go in and uh, win the championship. Well, yeah, he was saving his own ass because he knew he fucked up. He's an idiot. He's a, he's a moron. And like, 
to be honest with you, like I have so many friends on the on the independent scene in my in my area and in you know West Virginia, yep, yep. And, and like I I see how hard they work up close and personal. Like I said, some of these guys are my are my best friends, and I'm not kidding. That's not just me saying that. Trying trying to be a fanboy or whatever. That's legit. Um, you know, so I, I kind of took that personally for my friends because I, I, I've seen up close and personal how hard they work and, um, and for, for him, for Braun Strowman to insult the people that are trying to, um, be successful and, and in his entry and, and make it better. Um, not not just for the big leagues, but all, like just the indies in general. I, he lost what little respect I had because to tell you, to tell you the truth, okay. Even though I have never liked Braun Strowman as a wrestler, he always he always seemed to me to be a cool guy. You know, always did always did the you know did the Make a Wish stuff and the, you know. I've, I mean, I've seen stuff from him. I saw his interaction with Roman Reigns after after the cancer diagnosis. That was a very heartfelt, legitimate, uh, good guy thing to do, and he and he he got credit for me for that, and I still give him credit for that. But just, but it's gonna take a long time for me to to move on from from these comments because that just. That really rubbed me the wrong way, and that's why I meant it when I when I said "fuck Braun Strowman" when I said it because mm-hmm. that that legitimately pissed me off. He he could have been he could be the nicest guy in actuality, and and he he could kill he could kill me and knock me out, but it, I would have said the the exact same thing to his face. And I would have explained to him why. I wouldn't have just walked up to him and said, fuck, fuck you. I, I would have explained to him, right, hey, look, right. you know, I, I, I don't like you as a wrestler. I, ha- I, you know, I have my reasons, but I respect, I respected you as a professional. You, you know, you, you seem to be a good guy. And then you just completely went over the, went over the line. So for that, I, I have to say, you know the two magic words here. I would have said that to his face. I, I legitimately. So, so moving on. That's why it legitimately pissed me off that you know he beat Goldberg. Now, now I four do, spears. Right, and I I've never been a fan of you know Will Goldberg holding the championship and and stealing it from. From Bray, that booking decision was was terrible. Um, uh, you know, it, it was it was it was supposed to be Roman Reigns, but apparently someone has a hard on for for getting for getting a spear versus spear match because uh, that's why uh, Braun Strowman was put in this situation. And yeah, but Roman, Roman Reigns uh, was pulled out, pulled himself out of this match. Well, yeah, and we, but we went, in, we we went into detail on that, and I'm yep. sure, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get more into it. But this decision was just god awful. Yeah. 
two minutes and 44 seconds. And I guarantee you, I, and, and take my feelings for his comments out of, out of the equation for a minute. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to go from what we've seen from, from Braun Strowman for years. If they didn't pull the trigger on him, you know, three years ago and, and, and have had him lose a title opportunity after title opportunity after title match after title match, you know, what's going to make me care about it in 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, even if you take, um, even if you take everything else out of it, they have destroyed his character to a point where him winning the title now really doesn't mean anything to me. Who's going to beat him for the belt? I don't know. And at this point, I don't care. Right. I would, I would assume it, it would have to be, it would have to be Roman Reigns and then maybe, uh, maybe Wyatt gets back into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it could be a, a very long time before we see uh, Roman Reigns in the ring again because until this virus stuff clears up completely, you know, I don't see him coming back to the ring. Hell, I, I don't even see um, WWE continuing, uh, you know, past their, uh, their tapings for uh, um, Raw and SmackDown because as of April 8th, they don't. They don't have anything left. They uh they plugged the money in the bank, but I for May tenth. But I think when that's been canceled. Well, and but that's the uh, and that's the other thing, right? So and I'm glad you brought that up because, as a matter of fact, you 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 mentioned it being May tenth. Well, before it was May tenth, before that announcement. It was actually supposed to be my birthday, and I remember that because, of course, you know, they said it was on my birthday, June 7th, so I would remember that. Okay. Even, even, um, even then, I'm like, why are they announcing that? Because this, this, I can guarantee you, as much as, as much as I want it to, I can virtually guarantee you at this point, this virus is not going to clear up by then. Um, it hasn't even peaked, in my opinion, as a matter of fact. I was supposed to go back to the library starting on Wednesday, that, but that's uh, been extended now. Well, and, and I, I don't know, um, I don't know what, you, what Canada's lockdown status is, but in terms no of... No lockdown... No, we're, we're, we're locked down. Everyone's inside. Right. So, um, but but um, in in the in the states, um, we are as of right now locked down until the thirtieth, and I of of April. And uh, I, I think that's the same for us. I'm not too sure on that though. And I think that that's going to get extended. So, uh, the. Um, I digress again. Um, <laughs> good Lord, this uh, this mania really has me all out of whack. But I think <laughs> I, I think we're still delivering an entertaining analysis. If if you ask me, at least I'm having well, fun. Well, this is this is not your your usual WrestleMania. 
Yeah. So, so, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to maintain a balance between, you know, my emotions and being entertaining right. and being, being analytical. I know um, what I'm saying, but uh, this is not the, are the usual WrestleMania. Exactly. But um, to, uh, to finish up on a very, very positive note. Oh my God, this next match. The Boneyard match. Oh, and I know, and it, you remember what I said? I was like, what the hell is a Boneyard match? This is going to be so bad. Well, but it, it ended up being amazing. Yeah, yeah, it did. In my, I mean, the, the, the somatic, the cinematic approach to everything yep. Oh was just ama- was just amazing, right? So let's let's go from beginning to end because honestly, like my immediate reaction to this match after it went off the air, I I posted on uh, social media that this match reminds me why I fell in love with professional wrestling in the first place. Yep, I saw that. Um, Okay, so we we get so the boneyard match ends up being the you know being a uh, pretty much a buried alive match. Okay, I think they I think they changed the name uh, out of uh, political correctness and and wanting to be sensitive to the kind of situation that we have going on. Um, but uh, that's pretty much what a boneyard match is. Um, so we see, um, a hearse pull up and two druids, um, open up the, the back of the hearse and there's a, there's a coffin that they pull out and they open the coffin and AJ Styles pops up. And he's laughing, and he, and he's calling out Taker, and you know says, "Come on, old man, I, I'm ready for you. I know you're here. Um, you know, let's get this done." Um, and and that was that was pretty cool because, and I give him credit for this because I wouldn't I wouldn't be getting into a coffin when I was still alive. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't. I don't think I'm getting into a coffin period because I'm. I'm. I'm scheduled to be uh, cremated after I donate organs, so I don't think. Um, I don't think I have to worry about um, about a coffin unless I'm buried with somebody after the fact. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> More than much. <laughs> no. But no, but no, like that's that's my that's part of the you know the entertainment aspect of it. Yeah, but they, I and, I'm just playing along. And they, what the hell? <laughs> and that, that's a, that's that's a true story, ladies and gentlemen. But I I don't uh, but I don't envy uh, the position of Styles being very much alive and being in a coffee. Can you imagine taking that ride in a hearse? And you're in the back of a closed coffin. Nope. What I mean, what what must that feel like? Um. But uh, so that that was awesome, and then we immediately get into the fight after uh, after uh, Taker pulls up on his bike. You know, he's got the 
Metallica music and and the whole entrance thing going on. You see the the big light on the front of the bike, and in here and here he comes up without safety equipment, mind you. Uh, <laughs> and and here we go with a fight. Um, after Styles talks shit. Styles and and Taker both talk shit, um, and he immediate and Styles immediately gets slammed into the coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a little bit nervous because I was having flashbacks to Goldberg, um, se- severing severing some tendons in a, on the limo. Oh, uh, because, I remember that. Um, yeah, because um. You know, uh, Taker missed a punch, and his arm went straight through the window. Sure, yeah. And his his arm came back cut. So I was <laughs> oh, like, you oh. made you made me bleed. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! But then, like, he made a joke of it, so I'm like, okay, everything's everything is fine, and I didn't hear any reports about uh, any uh, significant injuries today, so I, I would assume he's fine. Um. So then after that, Styles gets slammed onto the windshield. They fight on the top of the hearse. And Taker was like, you know, talking talking shit to him about, about mentioning his life. And, you know, haven't we learned from WWE history that you don't talk shit on Undertaker's wife? I know, I know they're different now. Uh, but you know, come on, take take notes from history. You don't talk shit about Undertaker's wife. Um, so then we get um, we get uh, uh, t- we get a low blow and uh, Taker knocks Styles into the grave. Of course, the Good Brothers have to show up. And they are not alone because you see, um, you see like a barn-like structure behind, um, behind them as Tigger begins to fight off uh, Gallows and Anderson, and then, and then you know the the barn doors open up, and here comes a bunch of what I guess are supposed to be uh, druids. But then they they attack Taker, so clearly they're not his ruins. Now, Ben, I actually have uh, information on who played the druids. Uh, Well, any information you have um, is is more than welcome. So go ahead. Uh, The the druids uh, were played by students of uh, Wild Samoan Alpha's uh, wrestling school. Oh, very good. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting tidbit. Hey, you heard it here first, folks, on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much, Elio. I I actually I actually found that pretty cool. So thank you. I'm just being a smartass. Um, but um, so then we get more uh, more uh, t- of Tigger kicking ass after he breaks away from. The druids, uh, or the wannabe druids, and knocks them out. Uh, 
And Styles then blasts him from behind with a tombstone, uh, an actual tombstone, which looks like it hurt like a bitch. Uh, Speaking of bitches, uh, Styles uh, calls Tinker a broken down bitch. Um, I'm sorry. They love that word. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. For the interest of accuracy, um, he called them a broken down old bitch. Um, oh, geez. Uh, but how'd you, how'd you like that transition? I thought that was cool. Uh, and my wordplay was pretty cool as well. <laughs> um, not, not to put myself over too much. Um, then a- after after that, um, Styles gets hit with a shovel, which looks like it just absolutely. Ugh, I wouldn't want to get hit with a shovel, gimmicked or not. You, oh my lord. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's see. Uh, I think. Um, I think. Uh, after that, um, Styles attempts to capitalize and uh, gets into the bulldozer to get the get the burial. But then, then we start to see some really cinematic stuff, and um, you know, Taker appears uh, from behind him. And, yeah, that was uh, weird. How did that happen? I can see that was uh, like his uh, magic thing or whatever whatever he does where he... Yeah, and then, and then uh, Styles turns around and he's all fucking creeped out and stuff. Like, how? You know, and it, I, I just absolutely loved it. And nope. then, and then we, I, I thought at, right after that, we, um, we were going to get a cane appearance, especially after Taker summoned fire. Uh, but here come the Good Brothers to save uh, Styles again. O- only briefly, because Taker once again kicked their ass and tossed his gallows off of a roof mm-hmm. of, um, of the barn, because they, they were on top of the barn at this point. Um, and then, and then of course, Tombstones, Carl Anderson, and Styles tries to fight back, but he's choke slammed off the roof. Um, and then that's when, uh, that's when Taker, you know, you see the more cinematic stuff, and Taker's slowly coming down the ladder. You, you see the boots coming slowly down. And um, you know, and then as uh, as Styles is begging him off and apologizing and begging him not to bury him, you know, I I personally got a huge laugh out of the fact that um, that Taker was like, uh, you know, being all buddy buddy with him and like picking him up and like, you know, you you gave it. One hell of a fight, more fight than most guys I've faced, and you have nothing to be ashamed of. And you know, picks him up and gives him a hug, and then, and then like turns around and just completely big boosts him in the face. <laughs> right. Um, and um, and then and then he got, of course, after the big boot, he got kicked into the grave, and then we see that big, you know, overhead shot of. 
of um, styles in the grave before uh, before Taker climbs in the in the bulldozer and and buries him. Um, so this once again, I I did I did my best to describe it, um, but once again, this is this is one of those things where you just have to watch it for yourself. Exactly, um, and I. This was like the one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time, mm-hmm. and you know, I, if if I were Taker, I would I would honestly retire after this. I I would I would because like you know I understand him having a bad taste in his mouth after some of the um, some of the more recent appearances we've we've seen from him. You know the the. You know, we had the the super showdown from uh, from either last year or a couple of years ago, where um, you know DX was facing the Brothers of Destruction, and, and you know that yeah. match that match ended up being a cluster, and then and then we had another super super showdown where um, you know this was this was the most recent one where um, he faced Goldberg. You know, Gold, Goldberg got a concussion early in the match, and the whole thing just ended up being an absolute disaster. Um, <clears throat> but um, you know, but this this really made Undertaker look like uh, the legend that he deserves to be. And if if there was ever a, an ending to a movie. Where the last outlaw needs to go away after kicking someone's ass, this was it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and honestly, honestly, I was extremely pissed off that Undertaker did not retire um, af- after I believe it was uh, WrestleMania's. Was it WrestleMania 33 where he left his boots? Yeah, yeah, 33. That was where he faced Roman Reigns. Right, and he left the boots and the jacket in in the ring, and yep, and like I, I legitimately cried, and I am not an emotional person, so for me to get like that emotionally invested in something, and then he ended up not retiring, like mm-hmm. that kind of pissed me off. Yeah. Um. So I, I really, I really do hope that um, that this is it for Taker, um, because he deserves to go out like this. Um, but so that um, that wrapped up night one of our coverage. Oh my God! Wow. And um, as much as I loved um, loved the Boneyard match. And you know the the ladder match and um, and uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, the rest the rest of it I could have gone completely without. I I really could have. But moving forward, let's um let's jump into night two. Jesus, oh, we have to. <laughs> I uh, person, personally, Elio, and, and let me pull your face back up because I was looking at the at the uh, results page to make sure I got it accurate. No, but let me, let, me look, let me look you in the eye uh, when, I, when I say this. Let me adjust 
Uh, you disappeared again. Um, <clears throat> okay. Here, here we go. Hello. Um, let, let me let me offer a very sincere and brotherly I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, for this, uh, but unfortunately, we have to. I As, know, um, we must it is our duty as uh, podcasters and and prof- professional and and respectable podcasters, not yep. WWE, not WWE shields and kiss asses like Sam Roberts and, and Peter Rosenberg oh, and fuck all you, Sam Roberts and um and Ryan Satin. Oh my god, <laughs> the, the, saying the name just gives me a shiver. Um, <laughs> But, but on we go to uh, to night two. Yo, so, this first, this first match was really weird. Yeah, it, it, it was, and 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 I am um, I'm not even prepared to say the match is bad because I don't I don't I don't really think it was. It was just kind of strange. No, it was so, not. It, it wasn't bad. It was just weird. Exactly. So, um. We had uh, Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair, and uh, she was defending her NXT uh, Women's Championship. Now, um, I've said it. Uh, I've said it in the past, and we and we've 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 touched on on my overall distaste for um, Charlotte Flair challenging for the NXT uh, Championship because. At that point, I feel like that's backwards booking, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, what's the point of having her um, of having her win the NXT t- title when she's already a ten-time uh, women's champion on the main roster? Now, like for me, that's just doing it for the sake of doing it and adding another another asterisk to her so-called Hall of Fame resume. Now, um. You know, as a, I, 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 I will, I will say this before I get into this match. Um, from from a wrestling perspective, I do think that Charlotte is as good as as they say she is. Um, I don't like her moonsault, but outside of that, as a wrestler, I agree that that she's great. Um, where where I where I tend to disagree is her promos need serious work. Uh, they come off as robotic as all can be. She, she she needs to drop the woo stuff. Well, well, and but I would I would agree, but you know, logically being uh, just knowing WWE, they're not going to do that. Because no, I'm love... saying that I'm saying I know I, I know they wouldn't do that, but they sh- she should do that because uh, that's Ric Flair. She should be like she shouldn't. And even Ric Flair said it. She she she's not Ric Flair's daughter anymore. She's her own person now. Yeah, and um, and you you know for for Rick to say that and um, that that's a that's a big thing, and um. You know, like like I said, as a as a wrestler, I have zero problem with uh, with Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an issue with the booking of Charlotte Flair uh, reaching the ridiculous 
levels of of force, uh, the likes of which, in my mind, match that of Cena and Reigns. That's what I have an issue with. Um, I I also have an, have an issue uh, with Charlotte Flair winning the NXT Championship at WrestleMania. To me, that was absolutely ridiculous, even though I knew, and if you go back, I predicted this on our prediction show. I said, knowing WWE, they're going to give Charlotte the NXT Championship, and that's exactly what they did. Yep. Uh, next up, we had Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley featuring the return of Lashley's wife, Lana. Oh and, God. and she should have stayed on her movie set, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I will never knowingly watch a movie featuring Lana. Not going to happen. Not even uh, pitch perfect. Come on. No, <laughs> I, I'm very proud. To, I'm very proud to say that I have never and will never see any of the three pitch perfect movies. Not gonna give a fuck. Not gonna. Oh, oh you better see that. That's good. Unfortunately, I can't see the same because I was forced to watch it. Yeah, so I, I believe I heard this story uh, maybe last week, but I, um, in case the uh, in case the fans forgot, my uh, my poor co-host uh, was stuck in Italy. No, or, not Italy. It was Florida WrestleMania 32 weekend. Or, or I'm sorry, he was stuck in uh, Florida, and his his cousin. Or uh, yeah, or my cousin, some, yeah, yeah, my cousin, yeah, or some relative, um, had uh, Pitch Perfect going, and Elio was for, was forced to endure for the sake of family. And suffice to say, I'm glad that I was not uh, riding shotgun on that trip. <laughs> But um, I'll tell you what, man. If uh, if we ever do cross paths um, face to face in uh, in person, you you know that you and I are gonna tear shit up. <laughs> you, I mean, you just you just know that that would happen. And um, I I, w- I would not subject you to that level of torture at all. I have uh, I have too much respect for you as a human being and as a good friend of mine. Um, so uh, rest assured of that. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, WWE subjected me to a near heart attack because I thought Lashley was going to be black at a certain point. But thankfully, Lana came to the rescue and screwed Lashley quite uh figuratively unfortunately oh i miss this uh, i i missed uh some of this match uh, what, what happened well um <clears throat> lashley was getting the upper hand and was going for the dominator to finish off um black and then uh lana who had just been weirdly standing on the apron for an extended period of time 
And for no apparent reason, um, she, she, she said, no, 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 spear him. So then, then Lashley puts Black down, proceeds to blow kisses to Lana, and he, and he goes and sets up the spear, and then mercifully and thankfully, God, I love Aleister Black, um, Black hit a uh, black mass, and we got the one, two, three, and we were not subjected to a Lashley victory at WrestleMania 36. Small victories, Elio, small victories, which unfortunately <laughs> is the most you're ever going to get out of WrestleMania 36 in general. Now, this next one, I did see Otis uh, defeating Dolph Ziggler. This wasn't uh, bad, actually. Yeah, you know, and it was it was the result that it needed. I was um, yep. I was very sad that this was not in front of a crowd because I think the reaction would have been awesome. Yep. Now, it it made sense that you know uh, Sonya Deville came out with um, with Ziggler because they were involved in hatching this plan. But I, I really hope that they don't go the romantic route with them because that really wouldn't make sense considering uh, that WWE and Daria Baronado, the, the person behind Sonya Deville, has publicized um, that she's a lesbian. Now, the reason I bring that up is because I thought I heard uh, at, at some point during the match, I thought I heard her call Ziggler baby. So that was, that's the only reason I bring that up. Yeah, you did hear her say that. Yep. She and, did say that. Okay. So I, w I wasn't just hearing things. So I really hope that they don't go the romantic route because for the reasons why I just, ex for the reasons I just explained, I think that would be incredibly stupid. Um, <laughs> not to not to mention, I I think some certain organizations would have a problem with that. Um, and and by the, and by the way, that it it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be all the way ridiculous for them to feel that way uh, after after her, uh, you know you, you you and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this. I don't give a fuck about anybody's sexuality. You know, do it do whatever the hell you want to do. But, you know, I think WWE is going to open themselves up to some bullshit if, if they decide to uh, go the romantic route with Sonya Deville and, um, and Dolph Ziggler. So th that's just my two cents there. Uh, but absolutely the right ending, and it was, it was really cool. Um, and... Uh, JBL's reaction was hilarious. I actually, I actually got a legit belly laugh out of that, and um, and Otis got the girl. So that, there we go with that. Now, you know, out before we go on, you know what I really, you know what I'm really intrigued by this hacker thing that they had on SmackDown. Yes, and I'm not sure where they're gonna go with that. 
Um, but I, um, I'll be very interested to see um, if, it, if and how it continues um, after the conclusion of the Otis Mandy storyline. I'm, I'm not sure if, if he's going to be featured um, like um, throughout the, the storylines on SmackDown or if for right now he's just involved in that one. But I do think I do think the hacker uh, storyline is is very interesting. Um, next up, we had Edge versus Orton, and this is this is the one that I was looking forward to most because this was a great match. Yes, I w- I will say I think I think the only criticism that I have. And like, like I said, this 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 is, this is very slight. I, I do I do think it went a little bit long. I was I was not expecting it to go that long uh, because of um, because of this being Edge's first match back. And they, gave, with, they they gave you thirty six minutes and thirty five seconds. And uh, the uh, yeah, but the level of of brutality. <clears throat> I swear I'm gonna I'm gonna lose a wrestling match with my headphones on these days. But the level of brutality and the storytelling involved was just I thought it was laid out very very well, mm-hmm. and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, now, <laughs> a fun a funny story. Um, at, at this particular point, uh, my mom decides to to walk into my room. Uh, to, to to say goodnight, and you know, um, she can, she goes about fixing my bed, um, and you know, as she as she's as she's doing that, she see, she sees this this match going on, and I'm trying to pause it because she doesn't want to watch it. She doesn't like the one. She doesn't like the violence, but two, she didn't like Orton in his underwear. <laughs> which, which, and I, I, I said, I, I said, I kind of agree, and I, I was trying to, I was trying to pause it. Now, um, so I did, and then after she left, I was trying to get it back up, and I was having all kinds of issues with the network, and I, I thought it was because I dropped my controller a few minutes beforehand. Um, so we had a little bit of a scare, but luckily. Luckily, it was not my controller, and I gave it a few minutes, and everything was fine. And then I, in the interim, I just was watching it on my computer. Um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, so I so consequently, I had to watch it on a little bit of a delay, uh, which is why I was thrown off by the timing for the Lesnar uh, McIntyre match. Uh, because I was I was late um, going all the way back to to Edge and Orton, but um, but uh, that notwithstanding, I thought the storytelling and, and the ending and the way that because you know the storyline started with the concerto to Edge, and then the fight ended with um, Edge hitting a concerto. On Orton on top of the um, on top of the truck. Now, I have I have to tell you. I, I'm now I'm sure they did a they did a good job. 
uh, protecting each other. But one um, one part that made me a little bit nervous was when um, was when uh, Orton hit that draping DDT on the bed of the on the bed of the truck. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, that's not going to go well. Oh, boy. Because I'll tell you what, there's not, a lot of, there's not a lot of room for error on that situation. I mean, if you if you hit, hit the bed of a truck, I think you're going to end up getting legitimately knocked out. That's just my own thought. Um, so that, that part made me a little nervous. But the, the storytelling and, and the emotion – um, was awesome, and one and one of the things that I that I give a, a lot of credit for was I didn't hear them uh, communicating with each other a lot outside of one occasion where I I just kind of saw it and I I didn't necessarily hear it but I I saw it and I I'm I'm just able to pick that out from being from watching wrestling so long. Um, but uh, but that not only happened one time. Uh, but yeah, this this match was was really really good. And unfortunately, the the rest of WrestleMania decided to die and go off a cliff after that into a burning inferno of hell. Yes, because next we had. Um... Street Profits defeating Angel Garza and Austin Theory to retain the tag team championships. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't watch this match because one, I don't care, but two, I needed a bathroom break, and this was seemed oh, like good. Per- uh, could, I didn't want, I didn't see this one either. So I, quite frankly, I don't care. And then uh, after that, we had Bailey defeating Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. They really, they someone really likes Bailey. She's she's held on to that belt for a while. Well, uh, well, at least at least they're booking the SmackDown Women's Championship better than they are with the women's tag team titles. Oh my God! Can somebody burn those motherfuckers? <laughs> um, but I, I I digress again. Um, so this I expected this five way to be kind of like a mess. Mm-hmm. But I, but I have to say, I think, I think it was booked well. Even though the, to me, a lot of the wrestling left something to be desired. Mm-hmm. Um, because when uh, when Sasha Banks went out of her way to help um, Bailey and avoid elimination that one time, and then and then. Sasha um, was was knocked out with one women's right later in the match, and uh, Bailey didn't go to help her, and Sasha ended up getting eliminated. Um, I was like, okay, that's probably going to be the beginning of the of the heel turn, and I expected it. I actually expected it at this point. Um, consider, considering how WWE has a tendency to rush things. Um, but it appeared that, um, that Sasha may have been unaware of that little, uh, of that little, uh, 
move by Bailey to not help her because she came back after she got eliminated to help um, to help Bailey retain the uh, the title. So I, I thought I thought that that storytelling was was very good. So I have to I have to give credit where credit is due, and in this situation, uh, WWE did make chickens chicken salad out of chicken shit uh, because no or or as I would say they made moonshine out of monkey shit <laughs> yes I actually I actually like that one better it just kind of um, rolls off the tongue a little bit better and the next one oh my god what <laughs> well, and, and literally literally bro I don't know what I was what I was looking at you know, the, res- um, the result here says John, uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt defeated John Cena in a Firefly Firefly Funhouse match. Thirteen what, minutes. Where okay, but uh, then again, I have to ask, uh, where was the match? First of all, uh, where did they engage in it any wrestling so holds? Stupid. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't see this, the way that. Uh, the way that this unfolded, to the best of my understanding, um, was was this: they were going, th- they started going through um, like the history of of John Cena's gimmicks. Yeah. So he came out as like what looked like the prototype first. And then they morphed into. I'm sorry. Hold on. Was that was that uh, the ruthless aggression, John Cena? No, no. It, to me, it it looked like the prototype John Cena, like right before that. Oh, right before that. Okay, okay. I missed, I missed that part. Then I saw the ruthless aggression, John Cena. Right. And then and then the the ruthless aggression, John Cena, and this part made John Cena look like an idiot because they kept trying to. Uh, to reenact his punch to Kurt Angle, and he just he Bray kept ducking it, and and John was like he kept saying ruthless aggression, ruthless aggression, and you know, and at this point, um, um, the um, the rambling ra- the rambling rabbit and uh, Vince McMahon puppets are shown at ringside. And uh, Vince is, and the and the Vince puppet goes, "This is good shit, pal," or whatever. The fuck. Um, whatever. <laughs> so, um, so then after after that, we then get in. Oh, and of course, the Doctor of Thugonomics showed up, and uh, this made John look even further like an idiot because. At first, he wasn't rhyming his words, and then he was, and then Bray was like, "Well, if you're gonna do the rapper gimmick, you have to rhyme." So then, you know, then John was doing some lame ass rhymes, and then, and then we get into, you know, the the current the current version of of John Cena, uh, and then um, somewhere in the middle, either in the middle of that or like right after that, we, we go through the history of Bray Wyatt's um, characters, you know, from from the Wyatt family to, you know, 
all the way back to Huskis Harris. And what, but what really confused me, or Husky Harris, I'm sorry, uh, Huskis Harris is the uh, is the puppet uh, mimicking this part of his career. Um, but the, the part that really confused me was at one point they were in like the old style cage in a promo and oh, they were at the Sunday's main event that was so stupid yeah it, it was like it, it was like they were Hulk Hogan and uh I don't know who John Cena was supposed to be I don't know but it was it was dumb as all hell and then um so the the segment just continues to get weirder and weirder and I'm and literally for 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 an example like our our mutual friend uh Mike Rain he you know he he tends to be very you know pro WWE cuz um I think he has a lot of friends/connections over there so I I I get that um but so he like I said, he tends to be very pro WWE. Even he was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like he 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 didn't understand it, and um, and I'm just like, and I'm I'm telling him the, the same thing, um, because I'm 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 because at at first. After I after I watched this, and and this was another reason I was late for the main event. After I saw it the first time, I I rewound it. I'm like, did, maybe I, maybe I missed something. Um, because you know I I was just I really wasn't getting it. Um, and this was uh this was something I was really looking forward to. Right. Um, you know, so I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like and I, I kept going back and back and, and like restarting it. I'm like, okay, so it's not I I didn't inadvertently skip over something. It's He's talking really, about this is painful. It, it really is stupid. But where where it where it got really stupid was we then get a graphic that says this is brought to you by the NWO and the you know oh the, oh, the, the the um you know the nitro thing yeah yeah and I'm like wait what the what the fuck do either one of these people have to do with with nitro and then you know I I guess I guess John was supposed to be Hulk Hogan and Bray Wyatt was acting like Eric Bischoff. What the fuck? <laughs> I just my 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 head was gonna explode. All <laughs> right. But but even even more disturbing was after all this ended, I became convinced that this is what they meant to do because you know you cut to Titus O'Neil of all people. And Titus O'Neil looks absolutely dumbfounded. Wait, wait, where did Titus O'Neil come from? Because I, I hadn't seen him on pay-per-view. Where did he come from? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, and I, I skipped over this part to take you, but maybe he snuck in the building in the middle of the melee where Rob 
Rob Gronkowski won the uh, 24-7 championship? I don't know. Wait, what? Uh, I might, did I miss something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski won the 24-7 championship by pinning Mojo Rowley. Wait, wait. I, I thought R-Truth was a champion. No, uh, no. No, he's not. No, no, I thought he was a champion, though. You said that he pinned Mojo Rowley. Oh, but he did. I'm, I'm telling you right now. He pinned Mojo Rowley. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on. R-Truth was the champion. He lost it to Mojo Rowley, and Rob Gronkowski pinned Mojo Rowley. Uh, yeah. The fuck. <laughs> 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 this WrestleMania is going to going to hell in a handbasket, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, it, it died a very a very a slow, painful death. Um, okay, and then and then as I'm trying to to wrap my brain around what just happened. Then we immediately cut to Brock versus uh, Drew for the main event. Four minutes. Four, four minutes, and you you said it was it was four claymore kicks. Four claymores to Brock. And I I I know I saw um, I know I saw Brock get a suplex and an F five. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if he hit more than one because I I only saw one F five. I think I believe I don't know if he hit uh, one or two or three, something like that. Well, I, I don't even know. I was so discombobulated. Um, but you know, and and one thing that I I will say is I I get I give credit to Brock for make for making him for making Drew look like a million bucks. He's he did it not only in, not only in this match, but. The, the feud in general, uh, you know, I, I read I read an interview with with Drew. Of course, this was before WrestleMania went on the air, which I found really weird. But um, Drew actually participated in an out of character interview where he was where he was like complimenting um, Brock and like talking about what a what a pleasure it was to work with him. And um, and how um, you know in in the middle of like their first segment where where um, Drew hit the three claymore kicks um, at at one point in the middle of that you know Brock was on the ground and he was whispering to him grab the title grab the titles you know so he could so he could um, hold it up and and look really impressive going off camera. Um, which you know, the, that that's a very cool move by Brock um, to to do that because um, I I think Brock's in a position where um, where he doesn't have to do that stuff. So, so if if like he really went out of his way to help him, which I think he did, especially especially to lose like that at WrestleMania, um, then from that perspective, I have an increased amount of respect for Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. For for a long time, I was kind of like anti Brock Lesnar, but yep. then then I then I began to like just 
take my anti-Brock Lesnar feelings and be kind of anti-WWE because of their contract with Brock. Because, you know, as a, as a businessman, if someone wants to pay me a shitload of money for doing almost nothing, where I only have to show up a couple times a year, I don't even have to talk. Mm-hmm. If someone can talk for me, I can get paid $6 million. You bet your ass I'm going to take that deal. Yep. You know, so, so you know, whereas, like, a younger version of me was like, you know, Barack doesn't respect business, blah, blah, blah. Which I don't think is true uh, now. Um, <coughs> sorry, apparently I'm allergic to this wrestling and I'm finally having a reaction. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's so... Like it was, it was, it was the right call um, for Drew to win, um, you know, and and I I'm glad that he got his moment and he was very uh, very emotional about it, um, and and rightfully so, and and people were giving him credit after the fact on Twitter. I just wish that like people like Edge and and Drew McIntyre had gotten their moment in front of the crowd. I, I really, I really do. You know, I, 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 I feel so bad for those two in particular, given their circumstances. Um, you know, but, but over, like overall, I, um, I think I really liked like four of, four of WrestleMania's matches Overall, out of out of sixteen of them, um, so from from that perspective, you know, the, the WrestleMania was just a miss for me. And it, like well, four out of sixteen, that's not good. <laughs> I and and you know I I I want to I want to you know give the talent the credit that, that they deserve and. Things like that, but especially after what happened with the Firefly Funhouse and and all of the just all of the stuff surrounding the show and and what a clusterfuck it was, you know, I am I am now convinced more than ever that this show should have been postponed and they should have done WrestleMania the way WrestleMania is supposed to be done. You know they didn't ha- they didn't have to an- announce a-, a show for May or June because I don't think the shows in May and June are going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't think they have one for June now. I th- you know because originally it was going to be Money in the Bank, um, but they moved it up to May, which was why would you even air that? Because not like. You know, I'm sorry, as much as I want it to be true, society is not going to be open again by May. Sorry. You know, we're going to be stuck in our house for, uh, for uh, conservatively two months. And realistically, between you and me, I'm saying, I'm saying August. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 This this has to end soon. Seriously, this is but, stupid. But it's just like, you know. But here's the thing, right? So we touched on it a little bit. 
um, as a as a result of WrestleMania being taped, and you know, uh, Orlando going into lockdown. Well, Orlando's in lockdown completely now, as of as of Thursday, I believe. And um, so I don't know how they're, they're even, so that means that they can't take any new content. So I think they said they have enough to air for NXT for a couple of weeks, but I've also heard that um, that after April 8th, they don't have anything new. So as much as, as much as, um, <clears throat> WrestleMania was unprecedented. I legitimately think that we're going to have to to see a uh, an off-season for WWE because I don't know how this is going to continue. I I just don't. And, um, you know, I realistically, unless you have something to add, I have, I have nothing else to add to this review. No, that's, that's about it. Uh... That's our WrestleMania 36 review. <laughs> There's really nothing else uh, to add. And, uh, and, and we actually did this in one recording. I'm surprised. Yep. Um, but, um, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we hope that you, uh, you enjoyed our review and at least got some enjoyment out of uh, WrestleMania. I do, because I, I do think there were some uh, really good uh, moments uh, mm-hmm. mixed in there. Uh, I don't want that to get lost. Um, and, um, and more important, more importantly than anything, uh, from me to all of our listeners, uh, please stay safe and and take care of yourselves and each other. Uh, this whole entire scenario uh, is is just completely uh, messed up. And I just I I want everybody to be safe and responsible, and it's it's better to be apart for a short while than have to ha- than have to be apart forever because you got sick. Yep. Uh, do what you do what you can to protect yourself and those you care about, and uh, and in the in the meantime. Uh, we will uh, we will be here to entertain you in in some capacity uh, for many weeks to come because we, uh, Elio and I have made the decision to uh, continue the podcast from behind our respective borders. And so uh, stay tuned for uh, plenty of content from the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Well, yeah, why don't you tell everyone what we have lined up next week? This was this was your choice that you uh, wanted uh, to do next week, the this WrestleMania. So I ch- I chose to uh, do an end of review on WrestleMania six. I wonder if I should save my story for next week. <laughs> uh, yes, do, you do because I don't want to run out of time on this recording. Yeah, and, yeah um, I'll save it for next week. And. Uh, and I will I will end with this. Me being as um, as young as I am, I must confess that I have, outside of highlights, I have never I have never seen uh, WrestleMania six. 
Um, I'm kind go, of go watch it. I'm kind of embarrassed consider, considering that I have uh, 25 plus years invested in in the business as a fan, but I I shall rectify that. And our resident historian, uh, Mr. Elio Canella, uh, will be there to educate me further. Uh, as I take you through the review. Well, well um, really, really, it's not your fault because you were like two years old when that this took place. Exactly. Uh, I was uh, I was born June seventh, nineteen eighty-eight. So I was I was a I was a little shrimp. Um, but uh, but history history's lesson will prove to be my benefit uh, next week. So stay tuned for that. And um, and we'll we'll, we'll see. Nails, we'll nails across the nails across the chalkboard. School will be in session. Exactly, and uh, and this is actually the kind of school I want to go to. So, um, with with that being said, we will see you next week. All right. So, for my co-host Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canellas. Saying we will talk to you all next week.